direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Dinfos Live. Hello and welcome to another excellent episode of Dinfos Live. I'm Major David J. Murphy, a Dinfos instructor and your host for today's program. On episode one of our show, we talked all about social media and its importance in the information environment. Well, today, we're happy to welcome back the guest of that episode to give us an update on the latest trends in social media for 2023. Please welcome back to the program, the Dinfo Social Media Training Office Manager, Mr. Quande Hall. Welcome back, Quande. Hey, what's up, brother? Please have a seat. Yep, you got it. Now, if any of you out there watching would like to ask a question of Mr. Hall, don't hesitate to leave your questions down in the comments below, and we might just read them on the air. All right, Quande, please give us a little bit of a detail about yourself, your life, and your history with public affairs and social media. Okay, wow. So, Quande um, Hall, Denfo Social Media Program Manager for um, Training and Development. I'm basically tasked with training and uh, curriculum development for the schoolhouse. Uh, been there for five years now. Uh, prior to that, I spent 14 years in the Marine Corps, uh, half of that time as a public affairs, um, in the public affairs world. Uh, was fortunate or unfortunate enough to start out the Marine Corps social media back in 2010. Uh, so I've been basically entrenched in this social media realm for probably the last 13 years now. So. Wow, yeah. outstanding. That definitely shows that you're a subject matter expert on the topic, mm. and we're really lucky to have you here. So let's not beat around the bush and get people what the, they want to know about, you know, why they tuned into the program, which is what are some of the top social media trends for 2023? Oh, wow. So trends, uh, I, I guess short form video would probably be the biggest. Yeah. You know, everybody's jumping on that. Uh, you know, all the platforms are kind of geared towards that whole short form video format. But that's not to say that, you know, these other forms of content aren't just going away, right? Right. Long form still has a place, uh, YouTube, your Vimeos, things like that. Sure. Uh, you know, but the platforms are designed and set up for more of the short form video content format. Because that's what people want. You know, the right. people are always going to be the, the driving force behind social media and those trends. Yeah. They are always going to be the people who determine what is success and failure, what our content should look like. So we've got to really tune into our audiences, you know, and, and understand what it is that they want to hear from us or how they want to consume information from us. Uh, but the platforms, are, they're constantly changing, you know. Uh, yeah. I know there's a, a huge focus on groups in the Facebook world, you know. Um, because they want to design it for more niche, you know, you want more niche communities to kind of come together. Right. Uh, you know, it, they've made it so that you can take a personal profile and make it like a professional business profile so that okay. you have a little bit further reach. Uh, your, your, your LinkedIn is, is kind of changing and evolving. You know, it's, it's, you're able to do uh, slide decks and, and short form video there and things like that as well. So, I mean, they're constantly updating. I think you just got to do your research and understand, you know, that these things are going to continually change and, and try to stay as up to date as possible. Yeah, and absolutely. I can't agree with you more short form vertical video. I can't approach a platform without seeing some sort of way they've incorporated that into their systems. But is there still a place for photo, graphics, text-based content on those platforms? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, short form is just a, a portion of your overall strategy. You know, you, it, it, you should definitely not abandon you know, your photos and your, your graphic design, I mean, your graphics and, and, you know, doing surveys and things like that. I mean, people are sure. still kind of pulled in by those things. You can probably see it on your own Facebook feeds. You'll see just friends using, you know, just a, a, a simple background with words or text on it, you know. Those are still just as impactful as, as, as a photo, which is, you know, photos worth a thousand words, right? A photo 
imagery, captive imagery is, is always going to be a driving force. Video is just one of those things that makes it a little bit easier to consume information, you know. And, and we are in a society where people are constantly scrolling, so you've got to be able to, to capture that attention. And really short form video, you can say a lot in that little bit of time. And a lot of times it does, it kind of draws people in. But don't abandon all those other tools as well, you know. Absolutely. You know, obviously a lot of units and websites and different pages have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are the, probably the most common, mm -hmm. right? But should, should units be looking at smaller or newer platforms to potentially branch out into? Or should they stick to what's tried and true? Well, I mean, you know, it's the, the DLD... Uh, 5400 TAC 17 kind of dictates and determines what platforms we can use right. and who authorizes approval of, of newer platforms. You sure. know? So you should be going through DISA and should be going through, you know, if you're looking at other platforms. So that, which is why we always stick with the, you know, your main five, your Facebook, your Instagram, YouTube. Uh, but as part of social media, I mean, I think it's important to, to be able to understand that all those other platforms are out there. There's over 100 literally over 100 social media platforms when wow. you really think about social and two-way communication. Sure. You know, so you got to be able to, to kind of tune into all of them if you're not paying attention to Reddit or if you're not paying attention to Cure or paying attention to, you know, WhatsApp and those capabilities that are there and things like that. You know, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice in this in this space. You know, as a communicator, you've got to understand it's, it's, it's environmental scanning, right? I've got to understand all of these platforms. I've got to understand the conversation that's happening in all of these places. Right. I know, you know, we, we, we shy away from, you know, the platform that shall not be named, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of us on those platforms. Sure. And so as, as a communicator, as a PA chief or social media chief, it's important that I tune in to at least listen to the conversations that are being had there, you yeah. know, to listen and understand what people are saying, what people are looking for in those spaces, and then how can I incorporate that into my social strategy? Is it something that I need to incorporate into my social strategy? You know, right. um, it's 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 a part of the entire the entire world, the digital world that exists. You know, it it it. It's composed of all of that, and so I've got to pay attention to it, at least pay attention to it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I need a command presence there, right? but I do need to, to, to use those, those social monitoring, social listening you know, to, on those platforms to understand the environment. Absolutely. I remember back probably about a decade ago or so, uh, a previous chief master of the Air Force actually did an AMA on Reddit, which yeah. was huge at the time, right? Right To, to kind of take that forward-leaning step towards engaging on a platform that we didn't normally traditionally engage on, I think was a great way to really get social listening and hear from the actual audience and stakeholders we're trying to engage with. Absolutely. So you mentioned short form vertical video as a, a very popular platform and a very popular way to communicate. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any particular tips or tricks or recommendations you would give on how best to create short form vertical video content with regard to what we're actually portraying on it or the length of time that we're making those videos? Um, you know, I think it, as a general rule of thumb, you know, people say like 10 to 20 seconds, right, is your, your sweet spot. But I think, uh, you know, that's, you got to think about how often you consume video and, and how, you know, there are platforms, people spend hours on YouTube, they spend hours, like think about how long have you actually streamed a television show, right? You know, I, I know we have, they, they say that our attention span is short, but I really think it's the attention span to, to get you to grab your attention. Sure. But there are ways to get people to watch longer form video, you know? Absolutely. If I sat here and said, hey, you know what, at the end of this episode, I'm gonna give you the top two things you need to do to do social media correctly, right? right? 
you know, would you stick around for the entire episode if yeah. it was 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, right? To, to, would you fast forward through it? I, I think you got to look at your analytics and see, yeah. you know, are people using, you know, is this something that I've used that's going to make people watch longer or stay around longer, you know? Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the, the crazy thing about social is there's no one size fits all. I can't just sit here and go, hey, guys, if you go out and make 10 second videos right now and post them on all your social channels, you're going to be successful. Like, that's that's not how it works. If it did, I mean, obviously, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, but, but, you know, you've got to figure out what it is that your audience wants from you, right. you know, how they want to connect with you. Is it, a, is it in short form? Sure. You know, maybe. Is it in a longer form? Is it using photos? Is it using graphics? Is it using all the things that you have available to you? I think you've got to kind of weave in and out and figure out, you know, A-B testing is great, you know? Sure. Do a 10 second video, do a 30 second video. Which one is more successful? You know, why is it more successful? Is it the time or is it the content or the, the concept that's within the video itself that's keeping people around longer, you know? Right. I've seen some very successful two minute videos in the military, you know, and I've seen some not so successful 15, 20 second videos in the military, you know? Right. So I think you, you've got to, you got to kind of tap into what your audience wants from you and really tap into how you're creating that content and delivering that content on these platforms. Absolutely. Have you seen any examples either inside or outside the DOD that might be something we can learn from as sort of best case scenarios or best use case scenarios? Oh, wow. Um, you know what? Uh, um, uh, oh, wow. Natural Park Service okay. is really good on Twitter. Um, and I think uh, it's not only their content, which is engaging, but they actually engage. I think engagement goes a long way on social media. Sure. Um, I, I think the people that do social the best, the, the Coast Guard does really good on Instagram, right? right. Um, I think it's not only their content, but it's their engagement strategy that follows along with it. You know, they're not afraid of the comment section. They're not afraid to, to further push their messaging by engaging with their audience. And because they're doing that, the algorithms naturally push their message even further than, you know, probably they intend in the first place. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we forget about the engagement factor when it comes to social. We want to use social as like this push medium. Sure. And it's, it's not that. Like, it's always been designed for two-way communication. Right. You know, it's not television. It's not a billboard. You know, it's not something we just push and forget. We've got to pay attention to the conversations that we're starting and we're beginning. Yep. And I think the people that pay attention to that and find ways, creative ways to engage their audience and bring their personality out in their comments and, and you know, to drive home those command messages and all those things that we teach on the back end. Uh, I think those are the ones that are the most successful, with, depending on what you determine success is. Right. You might so, go to one of these two platforms and be like, ah, you know what, this is boring to me. But it's working for them. It's working for that organization and it's working for the audience that's following them. Because they're, 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 they continue to tune in, they continue to pay attention, they continue to get, you know, the reach that they're trying to get, you know. So I, th I think, you know, those are just two. But, you know, I, I think the people that do it best and successfully are the ones that have a full-on social strategy. And you can see it in their engagement. You can see it in their posts. You can see it in their, their content delivery. You know, and those are the ones that do it well, I think. Yeah, on the opposite end of that, on the other side of the spectrum, are there any cautionary tales that we should learn from so that we don't potentially make pitfalls or mistakes when we go out there on social media? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, in that same regard, in the, the content and the engagement, I think uh, not, or trying to distance yourself, bringing your personal feelings into it 
a lot of times of the things that get us in trouble, at least that I've seen. So it, what happens is you are representing this organization. You know, if you're in uniform, if you're a leader or if you're, you know, and it's when we start to engage those trolls or those bots or those people that are kind of poking a bear anyway, and we bring our personal opinions into it by leaning on the ethical values and nature of the organization that we find ourselves in trouble. Um, and those are the ones that usually make the headlines, right? Those are the ones that, oh, you know, how dare that, you know, we did this. Because it's never this person did it, it's this general or this command or this unit did this, right? right? And it's usually because, again, it's not having a full-on engagement strategy and an understanding of what it is that we want to say and kind of doing so on the fly, doing live, right? right. Sure. <laughs> hey, we're live, you know, I'm just going to say whatever. That's right. Uh, you got to be cautious of those types of things, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. The times I've seen pitfalls occur with, you know, not units, but actually more in the corporate side on the, the private sector is when a company will want to message or communicate to an audience and they're just somewhat tone deaf mm. to how that audience is going to respond to it, right? They know what they want to say internally, but then they say it and they haven't taken into account exactly how the audience is going to interpret that information. They haven't done their due diligence exactly. or their research and their social listening. And what happens is this just becomes a, a tone deaf message and then they have to come out and apologize for it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So do your research, understand your audience, understand your stakeholders and how they want to receive information and communicate to them on their level. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have a question from social media. Okay. Carly Logue asks, Instagram users often discuss whether a post is grid worthy or not, meaning whether it's suitable for their main profile or better suited for their stories. What's your take on this? Yeah, you know, it's Instagram is like three social platforms in one. It really is because you've got your main wall, right? And then you've got your, your stories and then you've got your, you know, it's, it's like, so you've got to determine and it's weird because it, it, Instagram kind of tries to help you determine, hey, should this be a story? Should this be a highlight? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, I think it, at the end of the day, it, de it depends on your audience and how they want to consume that information. You know, it, it, is it best as a wall feed? You know, is it best that we just make this simple post and, and keep it there? You know, is this a longer form piece of content that would do better as a story that we want to kind of just fade away in time? You know, I, I, I think it's the important of importance of the message um, and I think you should create that content strategy for it right and so all right we're gonna do this as a post but we're gonna try this as a story and then do your you know look at your your analytics see what the audience how the audience responds you know did they respond to this piece of content here was it better received here than it was here you know, uh, you kind of got to do that thing. You know, a, a lot of things about social is, is, is kind of trial and error, right? There's no one way, fit, one size fits all. There's no, hey, go out, make sure you're doing this as your, your IG story, you know, every single time. You know, you, you can't really do that. You've got you've to do your due diligence and do your due research to understand your audience and how they're consuming your information and then figure out what's the best place for that piece of content. Um, and I know that's probably... She'd be like, yeah, you ain't answering my question. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's really, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's the, the whole thing about social, social media is it's this constant learning environment, this constant opportunity to learn more and more and more about your organization and learn more and more about your audience and how they want to receive information from you, you know? And so this is, it's a constant, you're in this constant process of writing down, 
you know, discovery and writing down content and writing down, all right, what was the, what was the pros and cons of doing it this way? Right. And then saying, all right, well, you know what? We had better success doing it as this type of pose vice, this vice, well, mm -hmm. on this platform vices, this platform. You know, we we've been using Instagram, but man, we've got a really strong following on Twitter. You know, like. I've got to I've got to really tone into what it is that I want to do and try to determine what my success factors for that is going to be and then decide, am I am I meeting these goals that I'm trying to set for myself? Right. I will say the only thing I know with regard to Instagram is that you can put a gallery in one post, right? So with anything like that, whether it be Facebook where you have a series of images, you want to make sure that first image is powerful, impactful, and, and draws the attention of the viewer because you want them to look at all the images in the gallery. So make sure that that first image is very strong. Right. But the trick with that is, I mean, and again, it goes back to your algorithms, right? Same thing with LinkedIn. You can do these, uh, these slides, right? Sometimes when you go to the beauty of doing like, hey, I want to put like five images in a post, mm -hmm. okay, is the algorithm will show that post different, right? Oh, okay. And so it might recycle that post back into the feed because, hey, you saw this picture from this one, but here's the third photo. Did you see that one, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and that's determined on all kinds of factors, you know, how long did people actually stay on that particular photo when they were swiping through is to really, you know, Algorithms, that's a whole nother discussion altogether. But yeah, you've got to consider those things. Absolutely. You know, social media managers, that's a, a full-time job, many units, obviously, and it's, it's tough to do and do well uh, with all of the demands placed on someone to try to obviously manage a unit social media page and leverage all of the different metrics that can be leveraged. Are there any tools you would recommend uh, for those folks who are, are just trying to do the best they can? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, free platforms out there. There's a lot of not free platforms out there. <laughs> you know, you got your Hubs, the HubSpot, your Hootsuite, you know, other platforms like that. There's a lot of organic um, platforms within the platforms themselves that'll help you kind of manage uh, posting and scheduling and things of that nature. I think you have to look at your organization and see. Uh, there's a lot of uh, military units that contract out that information or contract out to certain platforms uh, to get usage and things like that. I mean... You know, I think you have to see what's available to you. Right. Um, and really, I think at the end of the day, it's important to understand what those platforms are actually doing for you. Right. Okay. Is it is it a scheduling software that you're actually looking for? You know, and if that's the case, is this something that I can do organically or is this something that, you know, if I buy this big platform, is it helping me, you know, schedule across platforms a little easier, things of that nature? Uh, I think you have to understand what that tool is doing and not be so dependent on that tool but then utilize or understand, is there a tool out there that will better help me to manage the thing that, things that I'm trying to manage? And like I said, it, there's a lot of free ones out there. There's a few non-free ones out there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, I think, at the discretion of the, the organization or the unit. Absolutely, and if there are tools out there that aren't currently funded by the unit, then you know, look into those opportunities to see how you can get the funding to potentially buy those services. I know some of the services themselves at the service level mm -hmm. uh, do offer services and do offer subscriptions to programs mm -hmm. that all units can take advantage of. So see what exists out there for you, your unit, and you know, potentially talk to your higher headquarters. Yep. There might be options out there that you aren't even thinking about. Absolutely. So talk to me about social media and what it looks like in 2024 and beyond, right? Can you put on your, your, your thinking cap and your prediction crystal ball and look into it and tell me what can we expect in 2024 and beyond you know i i wish i had that crystal ball you know i probably wouldn't be sitting in the studio um, <laughs> you know it, it, 
The reality is, you know, it's a digital age and, you know, there's a lot of things that are coming. I think the audience will always dictate, again, what is going to be success and failure. But there are things, I mean, your VR is out there, your AI is out there. These are live actual things that are happening right now. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, I think hesitance to use these things, you know, rightfully so. And it, we do not make policy here at Denpo, so I don't want to get into a, a policy discussion by any means. I mean, you've got to look at what policies and doctrine are out there for your organization. Absolutely. And, and, and make sure you're following those things and be cautious about these things. But, you know, like I said, the reality is that you know, your Google and, 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 you know, Bing are using AI incorporated into these tools now. Sure. You know, and it's, it's a part of life. It's, it's, you know, they had a discussion just yesterday uh, with the government about AI. So right. there's a lot of concern yeah. there. But I also look at these tools kind of like how I look at um, Photoshop. You know, when Photoshop came around for photographers, it was like, oh my God, photography is going to go away. And that's not what it did. What it did is it's, it helped photographers enhance the beauty of their images. And I think you have to look at AI in the same manner. You know, it's, it's one of those things that can enhance the things that we do as public affairs and social media strategies. Right. So it can give me more tools to, to, to think about how to create content or what I, you know, a better way to deliver this piece of content or that type of content. You know, but I think you have to be conscientious of, of again, what you're putting into these things. Sure. So what you put in, you get out. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm sure there are discussions out there right now that is happening. But, you know, the reality is you're talking 2024, 2025, you know, the next three, four years. You know, these things are going to be incorporated into these social media platforms. And, and you know, algorithmically speaking and, and thinking about what's driving content, you know, it's going to be a, a, a big part of it. And so we've got to I think we need to take the time to, to at least research it and understand that these things exist. And then kind of go forward with 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 optimism with it. I think. Would be you know, I think it's interesting. Yeah, something with AI that I think is interesting is that it's being so quickly absorbed into all these different programs and browsers and Photoshop and everything like that. That it's almost going to be harder to avoid than it is yeah. to actually seek out and use because it's going to be there whether you want it or not. I mean, it's 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 been here. You know actively going for the last six, seven, eight months, you right. know, like actively, like boom, 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 it's here now, yeah. you know, it, it, so it's, it's how, how does that, how does that change my strategy? How does that change the way that I use social? Yeah. How does that improve or, or, you know, not improve my use of social media and, and the platforms that I'm using and understanding? You know, I think there's a there's definitely going to play a part in how we communicate in the future and how we continue to communicate using social media and all the other channels that we choose to use. You know, one technology that's existed for a long time and has come into recent prominence just because other major companies are stepping into the sector is AR and VR. Do you see a place for units to perhaps engage on those platforms in a social media context? I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it, it, can I see a world where people go into like a virtual recruiting office, you know, and sit down and, and have discussions with? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, but, you know, you don't want to jump ahead too fast. I think at the end of the day, whatever we choose to do, whatever we choose, however we choose to communicate, however we choose to engage with people, we've got to make sure that it aligns with our, our unit, our organization's message. Sure. It aligns with our values, and it's 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 what we intend to, to get done. You know, you got to kind of build it into it. Social strategy is communication strategy, 
right? It's all built in together. So, you know, when I'm looking at all these tools that are available to me, social media, my website, my, my email channels, my, my in the end, you know, messaging apps and things like that, you know, how do I incorporate all of those things into an overall communication strategy? How do I effectively utilize all these things to communicate my message and get my intent out there, right? Um, you build it all in together and then you, you kind of evaluate, all right, is it the time for me to, to explore VR? Is it a time for me to explore, you know, this platform? Is it a time, you know, should I be on Reddit? Should I be, you know, paying attention to Cure? Should I be, you know, looking at TikTok or the new, you know, what is it called, Blue Sky that's that's being in development? You know, like, whenever I was like, oh God, what's Blue Sky? Um, so <laughs> don't worry, it's not a big thing yet, but it's coming. Um, you know, how do I incorporate all of those things into my communication strategy? Is it a thing that, you know, I need to, to look at doing and incorporating into the things right. that I'm trying to communicate? Yeah, no, at the end of the day, it makes sense. If it makes sense to use it, right, if that's who your audience is, if that's who your stakeholders are, then maybe it makes sense to have a place on that, engage on that platform. Otherwise, yeah. there's a million different things you can do on social media. You have to do what makes sense with regard to how you're going to be able to best engage with that key public and that stakeholder. Exactly. In general, though, in talking about engagement, has it gotten easier or harder in 2023? I don't, I don't know if it's gotten easier or harder. I mean, I, I think um, the realization that we have to engage has become more prevalent. Okay. You know, uh, I, I get the amount of emails I get that's like questions like, should I, how do I delete people? Or how do I, you know, ban this? So, you know, it's, I think it's all a part of that entire engagement strategy and, and being involved in the conversation that we're starting. Sure. Uh, a, a lot of times with social, we, we forget that this is about two-way communication, right? Which means if I agree to be on social media and I put something on social media, there's a chance, a high, a high chance that somebody's going to respond, <laughs> yeah. right? And then what do I do? as a result of that, you know, we've, we've, you know, in the beginning, we didn't consider that. It was like, hey, let's get this message out. And then people will respond and it's like, wait, they're not responding how I want them to respond. So what do I do? You know, we didn't, we didn't think through what's, what's the next step, right? Um, and so I think that's becoming more and more of a realization, you know, as, as information is, is getting mixed up in this, this digital space and, and, and people take our intent or intended message and interpret it in ways that they want, you know, we're finding that, oh man, sometimes we have to clarify or sometimes we've got to kind of guide the, the conversation or sometimes we've got to manage that people aren't bullying and, and attacking, you know, the people that are just here to consume information, right? Um, and so we, we start to realize that, man, we need a full-on content strategy. We need a full-on engagement strategy. We need a full-on, like social media is not just worried about Facebook, you know? It's, it's, it's so much broader than that. You know, I got an email just today. It was like, hey, give me the, the, the social media, what's the basics of social media? You know, what, social media 101. I'm like, all right, so what is that, right? What is, what is social media 101? Because for me, it's all right, what policies or procedures exist out there? What platforms are we looking at? How do those platforms work? The algorithms behind those platforms and how it's pushing out my information. Uh, what analytics are we going to look at? How do I know if I'm being successful or, or failing at this thing? What type of content am I putting out there? What is, what is my engagement strategy? What is the impact of the information that's going out there? How do I manage all the information? You know, it's, there is no one-on-one. Like, what is, what is basic social media use? You know, what is basic communication skills in a digital environment? It's so, it's so broad. 
so broad. And so it's having to, to consume or pull in all of that. And that's, I think that's the thing that's made engagement harder is understanding that, man, it's actually, it's not just me making a post and then having a response. It's right. all of these things together. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to look at in terms of statistics and backend details that you have to consider with regard to how people are engaging with the content. Right. Absolutely. Well, we have another question from social media. Rachel R. asks, with Instagram's shift towards a video-centric platform, is it a waste of time or energy to keep using it as a photo platform? Mm, mm. Huh. Well, that's a good question. Interesting. But I, yeah, it is. But I think at the end of the day, Instagram has always been photo-centric, right? I mean, even when they started making the change to video, you know, you had a lot of influencers and a lot of people that were just like, wait a minute, you know, like, where's my, where's my stills? I think it's about quality and not quantity. You know, if I think a, a powerful image still speaks volumes on a platform like that. Uh, and I, I think, again, it's, it goes back to the user. Like, I think about my use of Instagram. The videos are nice, yeah, but most of the time I just scroll through them. If, it, if I, the thing that stops me is a strong image, right? Like that's the thing that stops me on Instagram because that's what I'm there for. Uh, and I think your audience, uh, all in all, I mean, when you look at statistically, uh, photos is still like a high percentage of the content that goes on Instagram is still photo. Right. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I am not to say I am not the end all be all. I think you have to listen to your audience and, and you know, they will determine what's, what direction that goes into, you know. A lot of things, you know, there's a platform that shall not be named uh, that has started to make everyone else, you know, change the way that they're delivering content because right. of this other platform. They're trying to, to keep up, in sure. a sense. But, you know, I think photo still has a place, you know. Right. Uh, and I think, it, I think that'll always be the, the case, you know. Pinterest is still, you know, strong, right? Uh, Flickr is still a thing out there. It's probably not used as much as it, as it used to be. But, you it know, still exists. Like, it still exists, right? So, you know, I think there's a place for it. And I think, you know, as long as your your content is, you're delivering quality content there, right. I think both can, can coexist. Well, I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, right? Just because short-form vertical video is the hotness right now doesn't mean you can ignore text right. or graphics or photos, yeah. right? So I would say to continue to leverage the platform for what it's best at, Absolutely. which is photos. Yeah. Instagram, I think, you know, it, it started out as a photo first platform and it's adopted video, but still photos is where it shines. So yeah. I wouldn't ignore photos as a content type because it can, it, it depends on how your audience reacts to and responds to what you put out there. Yeah. And there are people who really like great photos and respond to it really well and love to comment on them. And there's people who like video. So yeah. I wouldn't ignore photos at I all. I think having that dynamic content strategy is helpful anyway, you know. So mix up photo and video and text. Well, sure. I wouldn't necessarily use text on Instagram, but mix up those two things, right? And, and find find what works for you. Find if there's a sweet spot in there that, oh, you know what? I'm having just as much success on my photo as I am on these short video formats. Yeah. Right? Well, I will say it's interesting. Sometimes you see people post images on Instagram that are text. Yeah. Right? Like take screenshots mm -hmm. of text yeah. and those become very popular sometimes. So it's, it's interesting to see what works on uh, any individual platform. You know, it, it, think about Instagram, I mean, especially like in your stories, it, 
it gives your audience an opportunity, to, another opportunity to engage with you because you can put, you know, polls on there. You can put, you know, things in there so they can go in and actually engage with that piece of content. So that's why people, again, you want to find that that mix. You want to find and see if there's a sweet spot in there for you to, to utilize all of those things. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times, you know, units will say like, let's just do social media and that'll be our strategy in which we're going to communicate. Um, but, you know, is there still a place for the more traditional methods of communication, the in-person, the television, the other things like that? Or should social media be seen as the panacea to solve all yeah. of our problems? You know, I, 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 I would never put all my eggs in one basket. You know, social media is a way to communicate. It's not the only way to communicate, right? You still got email. You still got your website. You still have, you know, posters on the wall and you still got commercials running on television. You got to think about social media is a part of a communication strategy, right? And I've got all of these tools available to me to communicate my message, right? And I can utilize social media to be very specific about who I want to te uh, reach and, and, and communicate to in a certain way. And then I can still use my website to communicate things. And I can still use email blasts. And I can still use in-person events and things like that to communicate my overall message and overall intent. So I think strategically, you've got to be able to utilize all these things. You don't want to just lean on one thing. You know, what happens if you put everything on, on Facebook and Facebook gets bought out tomorrow, shut down by the government or something, you know, something like that. You know, what what do you do then? Right. Like, oh, my goodness. What, what do you do now? Right. I think you have to strategically think about all these things and then learn to tell your story across all these channels that are available to you. Absolutely. What about influencers? Can they be leveraged or utilized in such a way in 2023 that, you know, is different than the past or, you know, today more than ever? Yeah. Influencers are, are interesting, especially in the military and DOD. I think uh, first we have to understand what an influencer is, right? It, it, you know, us as organizations are influencers. People look for, you know, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, what have you, for 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 certain pieces of information. And we have a fluent uh, a, a circle of influence around certain topics, right? And then, you know, you got to look at your leaders. There are leaders in your organization that are influencers. There are people within your organization that are influencers. Um, so there are opportunities there to, to, to kind of, you know, utilize these, these voices that exist. But there's a danger there as well, right? So, you know, you don't want to hook your, put your wagon, connect your wagon to, to this horse and then they're, they're leading you down the wrong path, right? Um, I've seen it used great you know there was a marine corps uh, martial arts program out in california they had a, a a famous youtube mma fighter you know come out and wrestle like 30 marines right and so you get this guy he's making these marines just tap out in this mcmap program but then they had a discussion about mcmap and how you know and so you've got this this guy who has all this influence and he's telling the story about the Marine Corps, and it made sense. It ties together, right? As long as I think it aligns with your, your overall command mission and what it is that you're trying to do, I think you have those opportunities. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I shouldn't be out here looking for Beyonce to, to you know, I don't know, say something about Dempo's Live one day, right? It's like, oh, wow. I can only know? hope. Someday. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, how realistic is it for me to, to actually work with these people or incorporate an influencer into my communication strategy. You know, there are opportunities and I think we have to look at it. There was a, a, a Army Master Sergeant I met probably last year and she had a whole influencer program. She identified soldiers and troops within the organization that had a ring of influence. And so she would, you know, she vetted them all out, made sure that they were on the up and up and right. was very clear about, hey, 
you know, I want to utilize you as an influencer, but these are the rules of engagement. This is, you know, how we're going to, to carry forward. And this is how you can maintain, you know, your position in this, you know, in this realm or in this capacity. Right. And if you violate, you know, boom, 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 then we're, we're going to stop using them. But then she would use these people and they would come to like big events and then she would use them to, to kind of amplify the messages that she was trying to get out. Right. Great opportunity, right? Great idea. But we also have to be very cautious is the DODI 5400 is very clear about personal and professional use of social and Absolutely. trying to divide those two things. So we've got to be conscious of that and conscious of what the policy says and conscious of how it determines how we can utilize an influencer or how we can become influencers ourselves, you know? Right. No, absolutely. I think that's very important that we prescribe to policy and doctrine anytime we're doing anything on social media or anytime we're doing something we're engaging with the public, for sure. Mm -hmm. One of the examples that I remember back from my own career is when I was at Keesler Air Force Base, we had an air show. We actually invited a YouTuber to engage with the Thunderbirds as part of the, the program to promote the Thunderbirds, to promote the Air Force, and okay. it, it resulted in a really interesting engagement that ultimately led to a video that was seen by millions of people on right. his channel, but it helped, again, promote the Air Force, promote the Thunderbirds, and, and get that message out there. Yeah. yeah. What about social listening? Has that changed at all in 2023, or is that pretty much the same? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's just as important. I don't know if it's changed. Uh, you know, we've, we've got to, as a communicator, be able to to understand the, the entirety of the environment, the digital environment as a whole. And so there are conversations that are being held on lesser known sites or smaller sites, your Reddits, your Cures, excuse me, um, platforms like that. Then I've got to pay attention to it so that I know uh, how to effectively reach and communicate to the audience that I'm trying to reach and communicate to. You know, you've got to build it into your the overall strategy. It's important. It plays an important role. If you're not paying attention to what conversations are being had, it, social media. You know, every unit that I've ever been with has had some type of uh, command climate survey, right? And social media is the ultimate command climate survey. <laughs> if there's something wrong with your organization, people are talking about it, right? The, the people within the organization are talking about it. People that are associated with the organization are talking about it. You know, and if you're just turning a, a blind eye or, you know, you're not listening to those things, you know, then how can you effectively communicate what it is that you're trying to communicate? How can you effectively reach the people that you're trying to reach if you don't even know what it is, what their concerns are or what their, what their wants are, what their desires are? You know, I've got to be in tune with my, my audience and I've got to be in tune with what they want and how they want to hear information or consume information from me. Yeah, I'd say if anything, there's just more to listen to, Absolutely. right? That's the biggest thing I've seen in 2023 with regard to social listening. Well, we're social listening to you right now because we got another question from social media. Lauren P. asks, for those of us that wish to learn more and want to attend DINFO's courses but can't support being away for an extended period of time, what would you recommend for learning tools that we could use on our own? Oh, wow. So Denfos has a great um, site, the Pavilion site. I'm sure. sure we'll throw the link up later. Um, but we've got a lot of things in there about that in regards to not only social media, but just communication strategy as a whole. So yeah. learn to take better photos, learn to take better videos. All of that is available on the pavilion.denfos.edu site. Uh, we have an awesome mobile training team within the organization itself. Yeah. Uh, so you can always reach out to Mel Weatherspoon. I'm sure we'll throw her email up or contact yeah. information up. They'd be happy you to know. develop a curriculum for 
our, our viewers who want to learn more about any particular concept, yeah, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So not just social, but but everything communication based. So you know, we understand that you know it's, sometimes it's difficult, especially social media, right? You know, a lot of times we get to a unit or organization, and it's like, hey you've got the most experience with it. Well, I've only seen social for two months. Great. It's yeah. two months longer than everybody else. So you're not a social media person, right? But you have no understanding of, or, or grasp of where they even begin. Pavilion's a great start. Calling Schoolhouse is a great start. Um, and we've got tools that are in that, and you know, we can, we can, we can make that training available to you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also tools outside of the DOD mm -hmm. that people should definitely look into. I think YouTube has hosts of videos all up to date on the latest trends and how to leverage those for any particular platform. So check those out as well. But I think there's one important learning tool that we're failing to mention, which you should because you're the host of it, the Social Media Forum. Please yeah. tell our audience about this great learning experience. So yeah, we actually have the, uh, the Social Media Forum 2023 is coming up August 23rd, 24th. Uh, that'll be in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, registration is still open, although it's pretty slim. I'll probably make this announcement and probably fill up right after that. Uh, but you can come to Annapolis, join us in Annapolis. We've got some dynamic speakers that are coming out. Mr. Mark Schaefer, who's a famous marketer and, and author, uh, is going to be come out and speak to us about audiences. We're going to have uh, people from West Virginia, people from National Defense University, people from you know Syracuse and whatever, you know, they're all coming together, some people uh, within the DOD itself. Coming together and just kind of giving you some 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 valuable insights into how to create better content, how to look at look at and analyze the data, how to you know change direction, how to how influence operations are working in, in this digital environment. I mean, just a great two-day event. I'm really excited about it. This is the first year that we're actually in person. Uh, it, this is year five now, I think. Um, so, you know, the first year we were kind of side swipe by year four side swipe by COVID. you know we did two years virtual we did another year that was kind of semi-virtual and so yeah this is yeah this is it's going to be a, a nice event you can tune in uh we'll live stream it to the denfos website as well and you can also tune into the denfos youtube channel but august 23rd 24th mark your calendars it'll run from about nine o'clock to about 4 30 something like that so Absolutely. We'll make sure to put the links in the show notes for that uh, event, so don't miss it. Uh, and actually, you mentioned Syracuse, and I should, I can't fail be to, to mention if we don't mention the fact that you're going to be leaving the schoolhouse, you're going to be taking a job with Syracuse University yeah. soon, but you'll know, be sad to see you go, but we wish you the very best in that future endeavor. Yeah. And you know, before we say goodbye to you as, also, as a DIMFOS instructor, DIMFOS faculty member, and also an, a guest on this program, uh, do you have any final comments about or words of wisdom about social media our audience should take with them? Uh, oh, wow. Um, first, thanks for that, that. Yeah, I will be leaving in, in August. Um, so kind of sad to go, but also exciting for the next chapter. I'll be at Newhouse um, teaching in PR. So that'd be great. And I, obviously, I love the DOD, so I'll, I'll still be, you know, maintain contact here. But uh, yeah, I just, just, you know, social, it's, it's it's going to continue to evolve, but don't forget your audiences. I think the audience is always going to be the driving factor. The audience is always going to be the future that dictates and determine what direction we go, what success, what failure looks like. You know, tune into the audience. Understand that social is not about what you want to say, but what your audience wants to hear from you. 
you know, so those are the, I think those are, those will be my parting words, you know, just, just keep grinding at it, man. It's, it's, it's going to be trial and error. You're going to make mistakes and it's okay to make a mistake, you know, just learn from it and move forward. Absolutely. And again, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention just such a, what a tremendous impact you've had on the schoolhouse and our curriculum and social media training in general. I think uh, we'll be definitely sad to lose you, but again, wish for you all the best in all your future endeavors. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, that concludes our show for this month. I want to thank Mr. Hall for taking time out to be here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Look for any of the links we discussed in our show notes uh, from today's episode. And remember, if you prefer to listen to our show rather than watch it, just download it as a podcast by searching for Dinfos Live on your podcatcher of choice. Join us next month on July 25th at 2 p.m. Eastern, where we'll be talking about motion graphics. All right. See you later, everybody. Have a great one.